0: Helping you out with your spiritual journey. And bringing you all things metaphysical and paranormal. This is Outside the Crystal Ball Podcast. With your hosts, Emily Minton and Reverend Ronald Flores.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to Outside the Crystal Ball episode 13. I'm Emily Minton.
0: And I'm Reverend Ronald Flores. And on
1: today's episode, we are learning all about the Two of Pinnacles tarot card. We are going to discuss and demonstrate with you, to you guys how to do the Blue Moon Ritual. We're going to review the evidence from our investigation at Elsie Bell's Antique Mall in Palatka, Florida. And we have another really fun psychic game to play at the end.
0: Lots to do today, so let's go ahead and get started. I guess we'll break into tarot. Yeah. So for today's tarot card, it is the Two of Pinnacles and we know that pinnacles represent the um, earthly realm, but it also represents finances. Now, in this, we can see that he is juggling his finances. So if you were to pull this card, again, depending on where it is in the spread, it would probably symbolize something around juggling finances, maybe not creating enough balance in finances, maybe things are maybe more is going out than's coming in, you know, things like that. It's just not balanced properly. And you can actually see in this card, they're not balanced. They're literally being juggled. Two represents duality. It takes two to tango. If you're in a relationship, then maybe this would be something to get with your partner on. Maybe you guys should look more into it. Spend a little bit more time looking into your finances. By the way, this is not financial advice in any way. We're not those kind of professionals. We would probably... Jack up your finances more than they already are. So you don't want to listen to us. But um, and if you were single, then maybe you should reach out to somebody to maybe get their advice. So duality. Think about duality. Think about juggling finances. Think about how you can start uh creating balance within your finances.
1: And I like the waves in the back with the ship. It's like bumpy road, smooth road, bumpy road, smoother road. I like that.
0: That's it. And that's perfect because water represents emotion. So you are going up and down. It's that roller coaster of emotion type thing. So lots, lots in this card. Uh, Green, notice that his shoes are actually green instead of red in this. Green representing love and connection and things like that. Again, talking about duality. And then red, obviously creating balance and grounding. And red's also the color. It's a high energy color. It's the color of Things that we worry about most in life, relationship, finances, things like that. So, yeah, a couple different colors. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what that means.
1: And if you are having problems balancing your finances, this next ritual we're getting ready to show you guys and share with you how it works is going to help you to or could help you to balance out some of the, those issues. Um, it is a blue moon ritual. This is not something I'm familiar with. This is kind of your bag. And I really like it, though. And I think people do these rituals, but they don't realize they're doing some Mm -hmm. of this. And I love how intentional it is and how um, purposeful this this is.
0: Um, Yeah. August is the blue moon month. And what that means is basically we've all heard that once in a blue moon saying, right? My grandma used to say it all the time. Oh, once in a blue moon. That's when you have two of the moons in the same month, right? Two full moons. There's also another meaning to it I think that gets more into the 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 um the physical part of it but the spiritual meaning is there's two moons in one month. And we've talked about in in these episodes all the stuff that you can do with full moons. There's so much, you know, that you can do, but this ritual helps you kind of um release some stuff in your life but also to manifest. You'll have two different lists. And so what we mean by that is um you want should we start getting into how we're going to do it or
1: yeah sure yeah. i did want to mention just real quick like kind of the sciencey part of it oh yeah yeah. the yeah. blue moon is every so the lunar cycle is 29 and a half days that does not match up with the math of there's 364.75 you know days in a year so because of that every two and a half years or so we get an extra moon and that's kind of where it comes from the moon is not really blue it um will still be gray <laughs> The reason it's called a blue moon is um, they've traced it back anyway to 1883 when Krakatoa erupted. And because of the ash and the, the particles in the air, it did give the moon kind of a blue tint. Hmm. And so it's kind of stuck around. And that phrase, like you said, once in a blue moon, is just a reference to the rarity of having mm-hmm. two full moons in, in, in one month. The next blue moon we're going to get is going to be in May of 2026. So we need to take advantage of this time and really use this ritual to manifest some of the things that we need and release some of the things that we
0: don't. Yeah. So this is obviously more long term. So whatever you write on your list, you want, it, you want to make sure that it's going to be happening until 2026 when you can do the <laughs> ritual again. Um, you can always supplement this with candle rituals like we did in the last yeah. episode and things like that. But this is a, this is a blue moon ritual. This is th- the ritual of the moon. So uh, yeah. I guess we'll go ahead and get into discussing how it kind of works, right?
1: Yeah. So supplies that people are going to need are?
0: Supplies that you're going to need are pens or pencils or markers or whatever you want to write with. They can be colored. The colors do mean stuff. I want you to kind of remember the colors in coordination with the chakras. And that way you can kind of manifest a little bit more easier. Red being grounding, things that you need to to ground or balance in your life, like we were talking about the two of pinnacles earlier. Um, Orange being the sacral chakra or creativity, things that you want to be more creative with, maybe your job or you just need a creative uh, release in your life or whatever. Yellow being more of the decisions that we need to make, you know, job, things like that. Heart, obviously green being love and connection. Throat chakra being blue, which is speaking your truth, something that you need to stand up for. Uh, or something that you need to take action in your life. Maybe you, you foresee yourself doing something, but you're not really sure how to get to that point. Uh, the third eye being the indigo colored, we were joking about that earlier. There's no such thing as an indigo colored pen, but you could use blue and purple kind of thing. Um, and that's for more psychic expression. Maybe you want to connect more psychically. Maybe you're working on your psychic ability and then the crown chakra being purple or some people see it as white, but I always see it as purple. Uh, if you're a medium or you want to improve on your mediumship abilities, maybe you can you know, work with that. Or maybe you want to connect to someone. In your list, you write maybe you used to speak to your grandmother all the time in spirit and now she's not there. Well, maybe you just need a reconnection. So, you know, purple would be your color for that. So you want two pieces of paper, two colored pens if you're, you're working in two different colors, or it can be the same color, it doesn't matter, or markers, whatever you want to use, um, and then two envelopes.
1: And you even said you could use colored paper.
0: Yeah, you can. If you wanted to. You can. You so can use colored really paper. Um, if you use orange colored paper, I don't think you should write in an orange colored pen or marker. You might not be able to see it or whatever. But uh, yeah, you can use all. Even the envelopes can be colors. Whatever. Use as much as you can within the ritual so that you can get the most um, return on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you'll need. If you get really into this, you can use different herbs. Like on the candle ritual episode last time that we did, we did basil and we did cinnamon and we did honey and things like that. You want to be careful again about using certain things because you will be burning this, so you don't want something to explode. Don't be pouring gasoline in it. Please. Nothing like that. Come on, we have to use you know common sense here and uh, you know not burn down houses and things like that. Speaking of which, you will need a, an area that you can safely burn this in. If you don't want to burn it, you can bury it. If you don't want to bury it, you can put it in water. If you don't want to put it... There's a million things that you can do. We, on... I think next week we're posting yeah. a video of us actually doing the ritual. We will be burning it. Yeah. Because
1: our blue moon this month is August 30th. So next week we'll post it and show you guys, you know, step one through step whatever of how to actually do this
0: right so we will be burning it but you can like i said bury it put in whatever you want you don't have to do anything you could put it under your pillow to manifest or release you can do a million different things and then after you know basically let's say that you did put it under your pillow if you kind of get what you want then you can go ahead and put it in the trash rip it up do whatever as long as the uh, ritual has given you the return that you were seeking And if you don't get the return that you're seeking, maybe try again the next blue moon and, you know, in between maybe do a couple rituals like the candle rituals or whatever. So those are all of the supplies that you'll need. Um, Let's go ahead and get into how to do this. We've already written out our lists and we have already kind of prepped for this. But what you'll do is before you do anything, you want to get into a meditative state. Everything okay? Are
1: we recording? Yes. I mean, is the, is the microphone on?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. I we are good see to it, go. And it made me nervous. Check. Yes. I'm sorry, so That's because, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're making me nervous. <laughs> because and I'm the like, thing
1: was lit up and I didn't, I didn't remember. Okay. Oh,
0: yeah. No, we're good. Sound check. We're all good. We're good. Okay. Video check. We're good. Um, so we've already done, uh, you know, we've already written out our list and things like that. But you want to get into a meditative state. If there's a ritual on this show, I'm always gonna say, get into a meditative state. You do not want things interfering in your ritual. For instance, let's say you've had a bad day at work and you come home and you're like, that's it, I'm writing down a ritual. No, 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 no. (laughs) Bad idea, very bad idea. You want to ground yourself, do some breathing, meditate, relax your mind, relax your spirit. Once you get into that meditative state and you're comfortable and you know that you're not gonna have any distractions, no dishwashers going off. No AC guys <laughs> knocking out the door. Whatever. Not that that's ever happened here. Right. I know, right? <laughs> no dogs. So you want to you wanna go ahead and gather you know, your supplies before you do that. But then after you get into that meditative state, go ahead and grab your paper. And then you want to write what you want to release first. It is important because we have to let the universe know that we are releasing that. And then what we want to manifest will fill that space. So once you get your paper in your hand, you're still in that meditative state, as you kind of write what you want to release, you start to visualize that. Again we've talked about visualization on this podcast, it's not imaginary, it is literally your third eye starting to manifest whatever that is. And release is manifest, you are manifesting release. Manifest doesn't just mean whatever you want to bring into your life. So you want to start manifesting that release. And as you're writing, be very specific and be very careful about what you write, because there is also another saying, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it and everything that comes with it. So make sure, again, that's why you don't do it in a very, you know, a mad state or you're not very sad. Don't have emotion attached to this. You want to be clear headed, clear minded and grounded so be very specific now, we just wrote very generic things on here, just to kind of show you guys. Um, on my release paper, I actually wrote people pleasing, right? I didn't get specific about what that means, but I don't want to feel like I have to please everyone now you could get in you can get into detail about what that means and how you people please and you know things that you know you mm-hmm. do to do that, and then I also wrote anxiety, and I think that most of the world has some sort of anxious feelings every once in a while, if not all the time. But mine personally is anxiety for everything that happens that I can't control. And I want to release that. I want to give it back to the universe and say, this doesn't belong to me. I've manifested it on my own. I understand the universe did not present me with it. I'm still here to live a human experience. But at the same time, I want to learn how to get rid of this or release this. I hate get rid of. But how to release this in my life? So you could write, you know, how you suffer from anxiety and things like that and maybe put it on your list to release specific it. Feelings yeah, of very specific.
1: Yeah. Like because my anxiety might give me a stomach ache where yours might give you a headache. And so maybe you are specific in that way.
0: Yeah. Um did you want to share what you I wrote? did.
1: I wrote down worrying, I'm kind of like anxiety because mm-hmm. I tend to worry about things, about everything whether I can control it or not. Um, And then comparisons because I tend to compare myself to everyone else. You know, where is everybody else and why am I not there? You know, so those are my two things that I want to
0: release. Yeah. And again, I would only choose if you're just starting out, write one thing down, Mm -hmm. something that's major in your life that you want to release. Um, If you're kind of in this metaphysical world and you kind of know what you're doing, I would never do more than three. I would never do more than that. That's too much. It's a lot. It is. And, and so when we're in that, that state of mind, it's easy to, write, to just start writing and not stop, right? So be very careful about what you're writing down. Um, and then so once you've written all of that stuff down, again, you're visualizing the whole time. You want to fold up your paper. It is kind of important to fold it up because we don't want to see this again. We want the universe to go ahead and take care of it.
1: Again.
0: And then once you have folded it, you want to place it in your envelope. And for those of you just listening and not watching, we're literally doing as we're saying. Then once you seal your envelope, you want to place it between your hands just like this. And you want to get back into that meditative state. And again, visualize what's on that list happening. Okay. So this is, again, things that we're going to release. Look, I have magic powers. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so you want to. Either that or sticky hands. <laughs> 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 so, you really want to uh, rele- you, man- um, visualize what you're trying to release in your life. Again, and with the specifics, you want to be specific in your visualization because you want to see everything happening. Now, once that part is done, some people like to write release on there. I could go ahead and write that because it is easy to forget. Um, and then put that aside. So, that ritual is done as far as releasing. Now you move on to the next step, which is what you want to manifest. And you basically do the same thing that you've done for releasing. You take your paper. You're already in that meditative state. You've just released some stuff. Now, what do we fill that space with? I would suggest that however many things you've written on that list, you also write the same amount of things. You can make them kind of um, similar to each other, but you don't have to. But you want to write you know, the exact amount of things that you wrote before. So on my manifest list, I have written time management and self-care habits because I do forget about me sometimes. And then also with that, I kind of want to include the time management thing because I think it kind of plays together. Like, how do I manage my time better so that I can incorporate Mm self-care routines into it? Right. So this kind of goes parallel to each other. What did you write?
1: I wrote financial abundance through my career and better sleep. I don't sleep very well at night, which kind of goes with the worrying part from, from the other, from the release page.
0: There you go. And I like how you were specific about money, right? And, and, and through your career, because I told you a story that I can't share on here, but I will tell you that it was not good. Somebody did ask for more financial abundance and got it in a way that they did not want. It ended up affecting them physically and so, again, be specific about what you're trying to manifest in your life and 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 have good reason for it too. So once you've written that down, you want to again fold your paper.
1: And just to remind them, the whole time that you're doing this, you're feeling what you're you're seeing and feeling what this new these new experiences would be like.
0: Yep. So after it's in your envelope, go ahead and seal that envelope and write in your Emily's reminding me to write manifest on it <laughs> and then you'll also hold that one between your hands you'll you can close your eyes some people like to take it over a uh, a candle don't burn yourself or anything like that and then you want to uh, visualize again what you want to incorporate into your life again with the specifics okay so. I wish I could have an example for y'all, but I don't. But be very specific and also visualize the specifics part of that. Now, that part of the ritual is all done. As you're still in that state of mind, it's important to go ahead and either burn it, bury it, put in water, put it under your pillow, however you want. (coughs) Sorry, I had a little dry throat there for a second. However you want to start working this, this ritual, go ahead and do that. I'm going to have to take a drink here for a second. I had a dry throat all of a sudden or something. Spirit's like, uh, no, you're not manifesting. <laughs> they always cut me off in these rituals. Dang it. Um, so, again, once you're done and then you've, you've, you've decided. So let's say that you are going to burn it. Again, be very safe about how you're going to do it. And you'll see in the next week's video how we do it. You can so once you have your little fire ready or whatever, go ahead and place it in there as you're doing that again, try to visualize the things that are happening you want to keep that visualization going that's extremely important now if you can't visualize because you're too focused on the safety of it, that is fine it's not gonna mess up anything you' still get it you know it just um it just may take a little longer or whatever you want to kind of stay in that mindset no distractions and then Go ahead and burn the release first. And then if you want to sprinkle in your herbs and things like that, you can Google herbs and see their spiritual meanings and what they mean. Um,
1: if they Google herbs, let's say they use, I don't know, cinnamon just as an example. That wouldn't bring in what you're trying to release because you're setting the intent to release it?
0: You're setting the intention to release it, yeah. So whatever herbs you put will assist in that. It's just an assistant for that ritual. Um, sprinkle in your herbs, do your thing, and then let it burn. Give it time to actually burn. Once it's turned into ash and it's released into the, the uh, universe, then you can burn your manifest. And it's the same exact thing. You could sprinkle in your herbs. You can do all that kind of stuff. And if you are placing this under your pillow, because I want to give more options than just burning. Not everybody can burn. Maybe they have emphysema or they can't be around smoke or whatever the case is. Let's say that you put it under your pillow, then just put one a night, maybe alternate every other night for a little while, or you can put both of them. I would suggest doing one at a time though. And as you fall asleep, maybe kind of, again, visualizing those things happening. If you're burying it, same thing. And you don't have to go into your yard and dig a hole. You can get a flower pot and you can literally put it in the soil and then maybe put a flower in there, maybe lavender or something that's gonna help with that um, ritual. And as you're doing that, you can also, again, visualize and things like that. So there's a million ways to do it um, till Sunday, but we're going to be burning ours. And that's basically how you do it. Then you just kind of wait for the universe and don't forget that the universe will give you what you want, but you also have to put forth the effort. So if you are trying to manifest um, time management, for example, like me, then I'm going to have to sit down with a calendar and structure that right I will be assisted, though, by the universe when I do decide to sit down and kind of organize how I want. Make time
1: for you in other ways.
0: Yep. Just be very aware of what you're trying to release and manifest.
1: And again, this is done on the blue moon. So August 30th. Now, let me ask you this, because I know I have an opinion about it. Do you have to wait for the moon to come up? Do you have to wait for the moon to be at its highest peak? At what point is best for this to happen?
0: During the full moon.
1: So, but like at its highest peak, or can it just be in the sky over the horizon?
0: I'm gonna say it'll be strongest at its peak, and you can also Google that too. I don't think we have the exact time. I don't have the exact time, but it, it's easy to Google. Yeah. Um, but you can do it during that time, pretty much time. I think what full moons are three days ish, two or three days. It's usually two. Yeah. So, so try to do it during when the the moon is just full. Period. But if you wanted to get all technical with it, you can do it at its peak. It'll give it a little bit more power. But you can also do it during the daytime. I mean, you don't have to do this at nighttime. As long as we are in that full moon cycle, Mm -hmm. you're good to go.
1: That's what I was wondering.
0: Yeah, I don't want to put too much on it. But at the peak would be best, obviously. But again, just do it whenever the moon's full, period. During the day, whatever. Sometimes we could step outside and see the moon during the day and it's full, but it doesn't you know have to called? be what? Moonshine. See, we learn something new funny? every time on this podcast.
1: The meteorologist here in town came to speak to my class and he told us that and I'll never forget it.
0: Nice. Yep. What is it called again? Moonshine. Moonshine. Like the drink. Yep. Cool. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, just do it during the full moon period.
1: And when you bury it, okay, so let's say you don't burn it. Now let's say you do burn it. Do you have to keep thinking about it after that? Like people who put it under their pillow kind of have to keep thinking about it. Or if you burn it, you can just yeah. It
0: once you burn it, you released it. That's it. For people that have to put it under the pillow, yeah, you have to, you know, every night when you do it. And maybe some people want it that way. Yeah. Maybe they just want to visualize every night. And that's fine. Um, again, like like I said in the beginning, you kind of want to do that ritual again until you kind of start to see things or you start to take action upon that release or that manifestation.
1: I would need to burn it because I don't, I would forget to maintain it. You know what I mean? Like, I would forget to keep thinking about it. I need to do it all at, at once. So I'm sure there's some people out there that are like that too.
0: Yeah. I kind of like the whole burying thing because at this point I should have a whole garden. <laughs> a whole garden If anyone ever buys stuff. your
1: house and goes to like <laughs> dig a pool or something, they are going to be like, what yeah, in the world? Yeah, because
0: we have... Yeah, there's rituals buried in my backyard. backyard. I'm not going to lie. Um, don't forget to call 811. <laughs> <laughs> Do not dig in your yard before calling 811 or whatever the number is, wherever you're listening. Anyways, moral of the story be very careful about what you're doing, be very safe about what you're doing, be, mindful, be very yeah. specific, be aware of your surroundings. Be aware. B E. Anyways, we're having too much fun today. Uh, So that's basically it for the uh, that ritual. Did you have any more questions about it?
1: I don't think so. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited for um, when we post it next week to actually go through all of the steps because I'm not going to do it until then. I'm going to wait and then I'll actually do it on the blue moon. Yeah, cool. And I've never done it on the blue moon. Like I do full moon rituals. Like I'll go out there and do my thing. But this is a new one for me. Oh, you're gonna love this one.
0: Then you're gonna love it. I've done it more than a couple times, and I want to say that every single time I have gotten what I wanted. So really? Yeah.
1: Can I put Jason Momoa on my list?
0: No. Oh, darn it. He's unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> I know because. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, moving on, we have a paranormal investigation. We, we really
1: a fun... So we, were, we had the opportunity to investigate. It's called Elsie Bell's Antique Store in Palatka, Florida. And it has a history of having activity there, of spiritual activity. I've started. Okay, so this is kind of weird. I've started to move away from the word ghost. I don't like it. How do you feel about that?
0: I call them spirits. I did,
1: I've always called them spirits. And then I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, kind of weird to classify them as ghosts. I know ghost. it's not a big deal, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a certain level of respect, like because they're people, right? Yeah, they're people like us. So, um,
0: ghost feels so Hollywoodish. Yeah, it's, like it it's feels, supposed to be scary. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah,
1: scary. Yeah. So we had the opportunity to investigate this antique store. Now the backstory of it is: in the last twenty years, it's been an antique store. Before that, it was a funeral home. It opened in 1910, although there are records that say 1901. Property appraiser says 1910. So I'm thinking we have some transcribing numbers era. somewhere. Yeah. So it was run by um, um one man. For a long time, he passed away, or he gave it to his son. His son passed away in there of a heart attack when he was in his early 40s. Then once the son passed away, one of the men that worked there, his name is Edgar Johnson. He and his wife took over. So he was like the embalmer there. But then it came up for sale and he bought it and he, he took over. But it's all been in this one building for all of these years. Now, um, Palaka is a very old city here in Florida. It was the end of the train line for a long time. It was a port for Navy ships to come in. But this um, one funeral home served pretty much the whole community for a long time. There was a, another funeral home that came in a little bit um, after it was first opened up. That was just, it was segregated for, for African Americans. And then this was the, the, I guess, the white funeral home or whatever. But eventually it just combined to, to make this one. Now the African American funeral home E shoot what is his last name? I wrote it down. I want to say Lawson. It's still in in it's still it's still um in service today too. Oh, it wow. is the coolest building and if I could get in touch with that family, it is the is so old and so cool looking. Uh I love it. But so anyway, back to this antique store. So it was the funeral home and you can walk in and the owner now will tell you, you know this is where they sold the coffins. This was the embalming room. This was the you know where they had the memorial services and things like that. So we go in with our normal equipment, our four video cameras. We have audio recorders. We have our rim pod, our EMFs and spirit boxes. We caught some evidence there. Most of our evidence though was personal experiences. There wasn't a ton like clay theater. When we did that, one. we had a ton of visual things that we saw, we saw an actual little apparition walk around here. We have a few things, but, um, a lot of it was just what happened to us while we were there. Now, just so you guys know, the embalming room is now the couple that owns it. It's their apartment. It's where they oh, sleep. Wow. And you'll see in some of the videos. And if you're not listening on YouTube, you may want to go to YouTube just to be able to see some of these visuals I'm getting ready to show. I'll also put them on BlackCreekParanormal.com so that you can see them there. But you'll even see the doorways are four foot wide so that coffins can go in and out. So everything is set up to be a funeral home. Um, now a couple of things to know when we, when we got there, we set up in the main room. So where the cash register is, where the front desk is. And for a while, uh, Mike sat and watched the monitors for a little bit while the rest of us spread out and just did some baseline work, some basic EVP. Hey, anybody here? Kind of, kind of thing. Um, I'm going to show you, we had, he, he was sitting and you'll see it on the video, but he was sitting at the desk looking at the monitors and behind him he had an EMF detector and a flashlight. And you guys know how much I love the flashlight where you just turn the back just a little bit. If you don't know if this is your first episode with us, I I always take the flashlight and turn it on and then I'll twist the back just a little so it's off. But if you touch it, it'll come on. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this first clip here, I'm going to put it on. There's no sound. But if you look behind him, you'll see the flashlight and it comes on. And it's a very quick clip when it comes on. Because of the way our cameras are set up, it detected the motion, and then it cuts off.
0: So, really? Yeah.
1: But it stayed. the flashlight stayed on for a while. <laughs> what
0: kind of camera detects right? motion and then turns off? Right.
1: So it detected him moving. It didn't detect the flashlight. It's detecting him moving. But then you can see the flashlight there. So he gets still. Flashlight comes on, and then it, it stops because he got still. Um, now, here is kind of a zoomed in and towards the end of this clip you'll see the flashlight comes on again because he noticed it on the camera the flashlight came on and I've I've cut this clip a little bit so it's not so long but he turned around he turned it back off and you can see it come on not quite as bright the second time but now it's back on again and it's doing it completely by itself
0: (laughs) hilarious and the video is completely cut off
1: that's funny. That's fun. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's make sure that we're still recording. Sorry still about recording. that, everyone. Yeah, it's still recording. Okay. We're still good. Okay.
1: So then again behind him, and this happened for a long time. Do you see the EMF detector? I don't know if you can take the mouse and kind of point to it. I don't know if they can see it. They can't. Okay. So behind him is an EMF detector that he had just set on the counter. And it's going off. He has no idea. He's not, see- he's not looking at it. And it goes off like this for quite some time. There it goes again.
0: Oh, now you can definitely see it. Now you can it.
1: really see it. And we have no... We don't, we don't know why. We don't know why it's going off like that. Um,
0: and I wonder if that... What's her name? Enid. I wonder if she was just naturally attracted to that energy and just didn't even realize. Because she walked right up to it. And mm-hmm. it just went crazy.
1: Now, I even thought, well, maybe she has something in her back pocket that's making it do that. And I asked her, I was like, look at this clip. Do you have anything happening? And she said no. And later on, and again, I, I tried to fine tune these clips so that we're not watching hours and hours of footage. Right. But there, it, as it continues to do this, it probably does it an hour. She leaves. Like, she leaves, like, you know, she goes to investigate another room. And it's still flashing and going off. So I'm not sure what that was, but whatever it was, was very interested in that EMF and turning that flashlight on. It did it quite a bit. So I thought that was a really cool clip. Um, now, there is a room. I called it the coffin room. That's not really what it's called, but it's where they used to sell the coffins, mm-hmm. right? And if you look here, you can see where the arrow is pointing. That tag is, is moving. It's kind of blowing in the wind there. There was no air conditioner that was blowing that because you can see other tags hanging there on different objects in the same direction and they're not moving.
0: Not at all.
1: Not at all. And I've had a hundred people, not really, but I've had several people look at this clip and go, am I crazy? What am I missing? Why is this blowing? And you can even see if you look up in the top corner or in the top wall there, there's the air conditioner meant. so It's not even blowing in the in the same direction.
0: Yeah, there's no way.
1: There was a time that I walked by that same little area, and I'm playing it several times, and when I walked by, the wind that my body created made all the tags on that side move.
0: It's almost swinging like a pendulum. Mm
1: -hmm. It just moves. So I thought that was a pretty neat little catch. Don't know why it's doing it. Wow. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Now, in the back room, kind of, and you'll see in the video clip here, it's the embalming room, their apartment. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that is a little office area and kind of storage area for their stuff. And I sat back there. Um, we all took turns sitting back there by ourselves and because that's supposed to be where most of the action happens. Um, so I sat back there by myself for a little bit and I had an EMF detector in front of me on the table and then kind of to my side and behind me is the rim pod. And I'm sitting there as you can see, like a lump. And as I'm sitting there, the EMF starts to go off. See it going off there? And at the same time, the REM pod behind me goes off.
0: And what were you about to do?
1: I was about to take pictures. So I picked up my phone to just take some still pictures. Now the skeptic in me.
0: The picture going though.
1: (laughs) Right? So the 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 skeptic in me says, Well, I picked up my phone and that made the EMF go off. But I can't pick up my phone and make that REM pod go off that was, you know, four or five feet behind me. When it has a range of six to eight inches, it's not if if you are not within six to eight inches of that antenna on that rim pod, it's not going off. So something broke that barrier. It's,
0: but it still went even after you. It's still going, and you right put the even phone after down. I put my phone down.
1: So I'm not sure what was in there with me. I, I it was probably Edgar. I'm imagining. Now the 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 folklore is he was a bit of a ladies' man, Mr. Johnson, Uh-oh. and Mr. Johnson was also married, but. He was a little bit of a ladies' man. And so at one point, everything had kind of gotten quiet. And we were sitting there we're like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? And so Enid, the other female investigator and myself, went and sat in the embalming room. There's a little couch. And we both went and sat in there. We said, okay, you got two women in here. And about that time, the flashlight turns on. The EMS starts going off.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. Nice. Yeah,
1: it was really funny. Now, I have not had an experience before where something has touched me. Mm-hmm. And I realized it when it happened. Mm-hmm. I've had experiences before where I've come back with bruises or something and not remembered it happening. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting in that same room, that same little back office there. You can see me and you'll see me touch my neck. And that's because something moved my necklace. I don't know what it was. I wear this necklace all the time. I never take it off. And and it has a, a pendant on it. So it weighs down. And if I'm sitting there, it's not going to just move on its right. own. It's silly, right? But something took the chain of my necklace and pulled it. Wow. And I I touched it because I was like, gravity? What's happening? What yeah. what is this? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm always trying to think of the logical explanation. Well, then it does it again. This is the second time it does it. It you know you can see me reach up and kind of brush it off because it was weird feeling to have something pull my necklace when there was nothing
0: oh yeah there well, to sure. pull
1: my necklace. So I thought that was a pretty cool clip. Um, we think it's Edgar that's doing this because he is the the ladies man. Mm-hmm. We also think that. Our friend, our, our the fellow investigator, Dave, his last name is Johnson. So uh-huh. Edgar Johnson, Dave Johnson. Um, we also feel like he had personal people there with him trying to communicate. And I'm not going to get into his story because that's his story to tell. But he had some, some buddies pass away in the military with him. And they were making communication with him huh. the whole night. And you know there were pieces of evidence that, of course... Um, we were able to to capture to prove that. But it was getting to the point it was making him a little bit ill, like a little bit physically ill. And we did the spirit box session. I'm going to put your button for this. But in the spirit box session...
0: And psychically too, speaking, because you're speaking, you're talking about it making someone ill. Mm-hmm. It's very important to always go into these things very clear-headed, grounded, protected. meditative state, protected, I would always suggest protecting yourself before you do anything, let alone paranormal investigations, Mm -hmm. and to maybe carry a stone or two on you for protection. Always do a prayer before. There's a lot of steps that need to be taken. And the reason I've interrupted you is because this is extremely important for those who just want to go out and do a paranormal investigation. You should be very well protected before you do anything.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we usually will do that. I don't think we did a protection prayer this on this one. I think we just got in there and forgot to do it, but we did the staging afterwards. We all had stones. We all had, um, I had done meditative, you know, a meditative state before, but, um, he, he, it was, it did make him a little bit sick. Now in this spirit box session, I'm going to play it a couple times. Spirit boxes are very difficult to understand. We talked about this on the last episode because it's just going through radio stations really fast. And if you can pick up on something, um, I feel like it's a good day. And mm-hmm. if you can pick on some ups, pick up on something that goes with what you're doing, it's a great day. So you can, I'm going to play this one a couple of times and see what you guys think. Okay. <laughs> Dave Johnson. Did you hear it? So, it's it's a little difficult to hear, but it said Dave Johnson. Yeah, it It was like Dave Johnson. Yeah, Yeah. and it wasn't just like Dave. It was his full name. right? (laughs) Which is crazy to me. Here it is again. Dave Johnson, yeah. Dave Johnson. Did you hear it? So after that happened, um, you'll see if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see the little video of it. And you can see Dave kind of in the foreground and he's holding an EMF. Now, in this next clip, you're going to see what was happening to him while he was sitting there um, pretty much the whole time doing the spirit box session that EMF was going off like crazy because this is when his personal people were trying to contact him. Mm -hmm. What we what we figured out kind of in the end. So listen to this. What do you want him to do for you? Speak. Yeah. Did you hear it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you want him to do for you? Speak, yeah.
0: And that was clear as day. And that was him sitting right there yeah, in that front was him. of you.
1: Um, and this is the last one with the spirit box session. Um so I'll let you just listen to it.
0: Why are you following me around? Huh? What do you what do you want with me?
1: Prime. Prime? You can see. So he asked, what do you want with me? Why are you keep following me around? And it responded, you can see. You can see us. You can see. You can pick up on this. Like, that gave me goosebumps. Um, I'll let you listen to it again.
0: Why are you following me around? Huh? What, do you, what do you want with me?
1: prime you can see. i thought that one was pretty cool um we did get one evp i didn't put it on here to share with you guys because it was just a basic uh, david asked did mm-hmm. you pass away from tuberculosis um, because that was a thing that was happening back in the early 1900s there in green cove or in Palaka, Um and it said no it just responded with a no but that was the only EVP we got. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a ton of EVPs, which we normally get a lot of. Uh, this time it was all personal, personal experiences coming through using the devices. Uh, we, we definitely think it's haunted there. I don't think it's anything malicious. We didn't get hurt. We didn't get, you know, picked on or anything like that. But now, I- wait
0: a minute. You just used the word haunted but you don't like the word ghost. You shouldn't
1: use haunted. Then. You
0: shouldn't use haunted. Okay, how can we
1: say instead? It was um, active. <laughs> active, yes. It was active. I was just
0: about to say yeah. that, yeah. Because
1: I don't like haunted either.
0: Yeah, it's too, it's very, again, it's very Hollywood to yeah. me. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't just, like it. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> that's really, that That was the Elsie Bell's um antique store in Palaka. You guys can go check it out. They have they they encourage the the active uh, or, or, or they encourage you to come in there and and have your own experiences. It's their stories are on their website. You can go to to that. They have another um, store in Missouri. I'm not sure which oh, wow. town it's in, but I, and I don't know anything about the activity there. But I just know about this one here in this really old building. It's a really cool building. It has really cool eclectic items you can purchase. My son actually got me a pair of earrings. And uh, a necklace from there one year for Christmas because it was like Christmas Eve. And he was like, I got to get something. But I actually, I I wear them all the time. They're called my lucky earrings because every time I wear them, it's like, it has just good energy and good aura. And I I love it. So it's a really cool place to go check out. You guys check out their website, go check out the store, have your own experiences because I promise you, you will. (laughs) It's a really, really cool place.
0: Now I'm sad I didn't go. I and, would have shopped and
1: no, right. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I would sit there on the floor in one of the rooms and just kind of sit in silence. I'm like, it's kind of cool.
0: And could you, <laughs> yeah. and Could you imagine like if you were into psychometry, you could just be there all yes. day because it is.
1: It's, and, and that's what I told the owner when I was going over evidence is I think a lot of the energy that's there is attached to stuff. It's not intelligent, necessarily, all of it, but it's just attached to the stuff.
0: Could be. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean, let's say that there's, you know, a pair of earrings at this place, that the person who wore those earrings is not necessarily right. there, but their energy right. is residual on that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make that clear, too, yeah. because a lot of people are going to be like, come on, what is she doing hanging out in an antique store, right? With right. her earrings. No, it doesn't and- work that way. No, it's no, 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 residual. no,
1: And you can bring home those items and just save them. To get the energy right. off of yeah. them if, if that's something that you're concerned
0: about. Why would you want to though? I don't. I would not.
1: It is so cool. It was just such a <laughs> cool place. It was such a cool place. Nice. Um, but i oh, d-
0: we- oh go ahead. Are we good? Yeah, we're good.
1: I just want to move into psychic games. Yeah, I'm I excited do too, about it. We're-, <laughs> we're
0: running into time now. Are we? Yes. Um, so yeah, psychic games.
1: Okay, so psychic games, speaking of psychometry, this is yes. kind of what we're doing today for psychic Let's games. It's like the these. envelope. Envelope Listen, episode. Don't be
0: mixing your stuff with mine. <laughs> Getting all my energy on your stuff.
1: So, in this envelope, we have a photo of someone who has passed away, and this is something that I did a lot when I was training for mediumship. When I was learning, trying, you know, psychic stuff, mediumship stuff, because I believe that it goes together. Like I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't know what your beliefs are on mm-hmm. this, but I think if if you're a medium, you're a psychic. If you're a psychic, you're a medium. Mm-hmm. And one may be stronger than the other at this point in your life, and then it changes. Like. It all happens together. So you can do this with us today. And then you can even practice this with someone else at home as many times as you want to. So like I said, there's a photo in this envelope of someone that's passed away. And what you do is you concentrate on the envelope. And when I would do this, sometimes it was in person, but sometimes it was during COVID and we met and did it over Zoom. So Mm -hmm. I know it can be done through the computer, through Zoom, Mm -hmm. through other methods. You don't have to touch it. Um, sometimes it helps, especially if that's, uh, um, something that you're really good at. If psychometry is your jam, then yeah, it does help to touch. But if you just concentrate on what you think is in here and I get a piece of paper and a pen and I write everything that comes to mind, right? This is not something that you want to go, okay, it's an envelope. And then I start writing. I'm going to to take three or four minutes and I'm going to really focus my energy there. I'm going to really try and feel what's in that envelope. Um, Again, I'm more clairsentient and clairvoyant than than any of my other clairs. So that's where I get my information from. And if I see, you know, red hair, I'm going to write red hair. If I, If I feel that this is of somebody that's funny, I'm going to write funny. If I feel like they had a little dog, I might write, you know, little dog. Whatever it is that I'm getting, I'm going to write down. Then, once I'm done making my list is the fun part. Then you get to open it and see... How much of it you got correct. Mm-hmm. And I believe, again, I'm a little more analytical, I think, than I should be, but I try and hit about 80%. Mm-hmm. I think 80% is kind of a good round number. You're not going to be perfect, especially your first time. You know, your first time you might be shooting for 20 or 30%, right? Mm-hmm. But the more you do this, the better you're going to get at it. Um, and the more you're going to be able to tune in to just what is in this envelope. Mm-hmm. Now, once you've practiced with us, and we'll post um, the photo on, on our Instagram pages. So Rev- you don't have... In- I do. do you? Yeah. Reverend Ronald Flores Instagram, and then I'll post it on Black Creek Paranormal, um, the picture, so that you guys can check your work. But then once you're done with that, go take your envelope to somebody and tell them to put a picture in there mm-hmm. and try it with, with that. You can do this as many times as you want until you're comfortable with it. Do you have anything to add?
0: No, that's it.
1: Yeah. So, just take a few minutes, especially if you're on on YouTube right now with us, and just concentrate on this envelope. Let me move this little guy here so that I can move that all the way there. Um, so concentrate on that little on that envelope, concentrate on what's in there. Try to get as much information about the person in that picture as you possibly can,
0: yeah, and come back to the video. If you want to just do a couple minutes and write a couple things down and then you want to come back, you can come back unlimited times. Yeah, I mean, it's YouTube, it. yeah. And, um, you know, try to get information that way. But, yeah, that's basically how we did it. Um, I remember doing it in a class one time and she uh, did famous cases that okay. were like on A&E and stuff like that, you know. And so she would put the picture in there and then we try to put the case together and all that. But it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, just, just feeling that energy. Yeah. So whatever you feel, it is important to write it down. Don't mm-hmm. second guess it because you may not know the whole story and you're not going to know the whole story. But the more that you write down, the more that you can kind of build a story from that. And then, like you said, we'll post it and then we'll have a little story attached to it. Right. So that yeah, they can I'll kind tell. of verify. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and don't stop at this one. Keep practicing, keep going and getting other pictures from other people and trying it on your own. One time is not going. I mean, one time's great. That's a start. But it's you've got to practice that muscle. You've got to practice using your third eye. You've got to practice using your clairsentience to get it better, to make make it work better for you.
0: Anything else? Absolutely. Nope. That's it. I think we've discussed everything. And don't forget to go uh, download this episode if you're listening on Podcast Outlets. And go watch it on YouTube to see what we do, what we look like, and all that kind of stuff. Because some people may not know. They may just listen to the podcast. But it's good to check in every once in a while on YouTube. Help us out there. Again, don't forget, we're taking down the Outside the Crystal Ball Instagram and Facebook. And we're posting now. The YouTube channel will remain for the video portion. Nothing else is changing. And we will post the answers and things like that on our uh, business pages. I think my Instagram is actually Rev flores r-e-v flores flores is with a z here's black creek paranormal um same thing on facebook do you have a facebook for them Mm -hmm. or no okay so yeah so you can find us out um, on there i will redo the links in the description below uh don't forget to like share and subscribe all that good stuff thanks oh don't forget to call in too oh yeah you can call in with your questions the phone number is 904-469-0020
1: And you can text that number as well. Yep. You can leave a voicemail. You can text it either way. We'll get it. Um, Like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all of the things. We are next week or next episode, we have a guest speaker for real. (laughs) Her name (laughs) is Nancy and she works. She does a lot of work with angels. She does a lot of work with integrated energy therapy, um, life paths. She's just runs the gamut of, of, of angel work. So I can't wait to talk, talk with her and share what she does with you guys. But until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.
0: See ya.